We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to move over to the defense and talk about some of the players on defense. And I'm going to talk about two guys together. And there's two defensive linemen that for me, I look at and say, it's now or never. It's now or never from the standpoint of you're just never going to be that dude. You're going to be that guy that just flashes some plays here and there, but you're never going to be that impactful player. You're just not, you know, you're not going to be that guy that, 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 that has the potential that boy, if you just give this guy more reps or do this or do that, this, these guys are just going to be those players. I think that though for them individually, this is a now or never moment for them. But I also think for the Notre Dame defensive line and the Notre Dame defense as a whole, these two players emerging is an absolute must of this defense being a championship caliber defense. And it's two seniors. It's Riley Mills at three technique and it's Jordan Patello at, at Viper. I think when you look at these two players, they're guys that have shown flashes. Riley's had some big games in his career. I think back to the Virginia game when he got moved out to end when Myron Tungvaloamos was out, and he had two sacks in that game. I think of the Wisconsin game in 2021 where Riley was really good. There was moments last year where Riley was really good. Uh, Jordan Batelho is another guy that that has had some flashes at times, but just the consistency with these two players has never been there. There's a lot of reasons why. Some them, some coaching, some just opportunity wasn't there. Jordan Patelho was sitting behind a second-round draft pick. I mean, how many reps were you really going to be able to give him when he's sitting behind Isaiah Foskey? And then you look at how he played early in the year, wasn't good. You look at how he played late in the year, really from Syracuse on, and it was a lot better. Riley Mills is just one week he's great, one week he's just kind of there. He's never bad, but he's just kind of there. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What are these guys going to do? They're they're seniors. They, they have fifth year opportunities, but you're in a situation now where they're being they've earned starting jobs. They're there. Uh, they're they're guys that that you look at and say, hey, this is this is a guy that you look. This is a guy that you want. This is a guy that you can build your defense around. Uh, we're going to build our defense around it. If you're looking at it from the coach's standpoint, they're starters. That they're they're the dudes. We need them to step up. But if they don't. You say, well, I've got some young guys. I've got Gabriel Rubio's ascending. I've got some freshmen that I that want to get to play. I can easily move Jason Onye out to three technique. I can move Howard Cross out to three technique. If you can't get the job done, I have other options. Uh, with Viper, you've got Junior Tui Alamaka. You've got Josh Burnham. You can go to a 3-3 stack. I mean, honestly, if, if Riley Mills steps up and none of the Vipers do, you can easily go to a 3-3 look. And, and and I you know, I'm not a big fan of the three three, but I could put Riley Mills and Javante Jean Baptiste outside and have Howard Cross and and Jason Onye and Gabriel Rubio working inside, working as the five techniques. Put Jack Kaiser, Maris Lewifal, and and uh, um, J, uh, J D Bertrand on the field, or J D Bertrand and Jack, Jack Kaiser and Jalen Snead or Nolan Ziegler or somebody else. If you're just not getting that play at Viper, and so to me, I think those are the things that I look at and say with a guy like Jordan Patejo and say, Hey, this is your moment, dude. Like this is your opportunity, right? You've been through some stuff. You've had an up and down career off the field. You seem to be past that. Now it's time to step up and be that guy. And if they don't do it, it's time to move on. It, at least from, from move on from the standpoint of they're going to play, but we're not going to build the defense around you is the way that the coaches need to be. You're part of a rotation. You're not that dude. And so I think those two guys enter that. I'm actually really optimistic about how they're going to be. I, I really am. I'm, I'm very, I'm very optimistic about what we're going to see from both Riley Mills and Jordan Patelho this season. I think that we've heard enough about them from what I've been told. Riley had a really good spring. That consistency was there. The effort was there. And I don't know if you all have seen pictures of Riley, but we saw this at at the practices this spring. He is massive. He, he is a, a just an absolute monster of a human being now. I, I'd be shocked if he's not 300 pounds come the fall. But I, what I liked is he was he was still athletic. He was still a guy that could win at the snap. He was still, still, could still penetrate and get up the field and be a disruptive player. That's what he needs to be this season. He needs to be more of that guy, that guy that can be disruptive, that can make plays in the backfield, that can push guards off the ball, that can block the struck, get to the running back, get to the quarterback, and be that guy. With Jordan Patelho, he gives you a completely different type of viper than what you had last year. 
you had a long, powerful, you know, 6'5", 33-plus, 34-inch arms in Isaiah Foskey. Really not a, a twitchy athlete as much as Patel, I think, can be, but a more traditional edge player, a more traditional big physical edge player with, with, with speed, really good speed for the size. What Jordan Patello brings to the table is more of a short, sawed-off, 6'2", good arm length, but not elite arm length for his size, 250-pound, twitchy guy that has the speed and also the leverage to be a really athletic, disruptive edge player, but also can do some more traditional Viper things. You know, he's a guy that can drop into coverage. He was a rover two years ago, for Pete's sake. He's a guy that can run with a wheel route even more consistently and effectively than, than Isaiah Foskey did. He's a guy that can drop underneath the hook curl uh, or a curl route into his hook, hook curl zone. He's a guy that you can stand up and move around even more effectively than what you did. And he's a guy that you can, in your base personnel, especially in your base nickel looks. So if you have like Thomas Harper or Clarence Lewis in the, in the slot, with a guy like Jordan Patelho, because of his linebacker background, both in high school and in Notre Dame, you can, in your 4-2-5 personnel, line up in a 3-3 stack and trust that he can run in coverage, he can blitz, he can do a lot of different things. And, and so the things they tried to do two years ago with Foskey that just didn't work because Foskey's not that guy and they scrapped, you can do with Jordan Patelho. Will they do it? I don't know. These are just different options that he brings to the table. But it's a situation where the talent behind him is too good in Junior to Alamaca and Josh Burnham to say we're going to continue to, to deal with the inconsistency. Because if he's an inconsistent player from a focus standpoint, from an effort standpoint, well, I don't know if I've ever heard anyone question Jordan's effort. I, so I, I take that part back. But a consistency standpoint and a production standpoint, then you're just going to say, hey, look, we're going to keep him as a – we're going to just keep him as a rotation guy. He's you know, he's he's the starter, but he's going to be one of three guys that plays a lot. If he is the breakout guy that you hope he can be, then now all of a sudden you can use those two young players as more, hey, we're going to bring Junior in for this role. We're going to bring Josh in for this role, and it makes your Viper depth chart so good. Look, this is a team that has a chance to make a run at a college football playoff for, – for make a run at a college football playoff berth – appearance right a college football playoff appearance good lord i'm gonna get it out and i think a team that has a chance if some things go right and some certain guys break out and have big jumps in production this team could go out and compete for a championship i think chris tyree and Dion colsey are guys that could be that kind of burst players where their jump makes this team to the to dynamic to the point where this offense is championship caliber along with some other guys but they are keys to that I think these two guys are the number one and number two, 1A, 1B uh, players, in my opinion, that can do the same thing for the Notre Dame defense. If one of them breaks out, it's good. It's, it's going to make the defense defensive line really good. If they both break out, then this defensive line could be really, really good because we know what Howard Cross can bring to the table. The depth is there. Uh, Javante Jean-Baptiste is a bit of an unknown, but if he can just do what he did at Ohio State on a more – you know, higher volume level, he's going to be a quality football player and give them more pass rush production than they've had the last two years from that position. But if this is going to be a, a championship defensive line, it's not going to be Jason Onye and Gabriel Rubio most likely stepping up and being that guy. It's got to be Riley Mills. It's probably not going to be Junior Chalamaka and Josh Burnham this year. 24 is when I'm I'm expecting those guys to be the 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 breakout, you know, fuels of a you know, fuel drivers of a um, the drivers of a championship caliber defense. But this year, it's got to be Riley and Jordan Patelho. 
And if they don't step up and be that guy, then you've got to make sure that you keep them as rotation guys and not make them full-time guys. And if they do break out, this defensive line is going to be really, really dangerous and really, really good. So they're two guys that I absolutely have my eye on when I look at at, at just really being keys to Notre Dame stepping up. There's another guy on defense. I think this one's going to be easy. This is a now or never moment for Maris Lewifowl. He's had plenty of opportunities at Notre Dame. I mean, he got a he was the leader in snaps last year. Uh, actually, I think for the entire defense. Now, now that I think about it, I think he was the leader leader in snaps for the entire defense. I'm, let me just look that up here real quick on uh, ProFootballFocus.com. So they they actually do a, a good job of tracking snaps for teams. So Maris Lewifowl led this football team by 35 snaps and snaps, 35 total snaps last year. And you just there, there's nothing about his quality of play that should justify that. J.D. Bertrand would have done that had he not gotten kicked out of a couple games for targeting. But he just – he was that guy. And the reality is he just wasn't very good. And I don't, I don't understand why they kept throwing him out there. But he enters the season now where it's a dereliction of duty as a coach to keep throwing him out there if he plays the way he did last year. And that's just the reality of it. Maris has to be way better than he was last year. And if he's not, then you need to play Nolan Ziegler. You need to play, you know, maybe move Jack Kaiser there, play, you know, and have him and Nolan Ziegler rotate at will. Maybe have Jalen Sneed play more at Rover and go to more of a true nickel. I don't care what you do. Play Jaden Allsbury. Play Drake Bowen. I really don't care. You have too much talent in the freshman sophomore class to keep putting a guy on the field who plays the way that Maris did last year. And if the if the excuse is well they don't know the defense, that's a you problem, coach. That's a you problem. That's not a that's not a player problem. That's a you problem. Either teach them the defense or simplify things enough to where those guys can play. Because putting a veteran out there that knows the defense but can't make any plays and and, and hurt you a lot of times is not good football. That's what Brian Van Gorder did with Joe Schmidt twenty fifteen, and that's bad coaching. I'm not saying Al Golden's going to do that. I'm saying that's what it is if he if he's going to justify that if Maris plays the way he did last year. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. However, Maris didn't stop being athletic. Maris didn't stop being a guy that can be productive. Maris didn't stop being a guy that flashed the way that he did in 2020. You have to ask yourself, like, okay, is, does, is he now a year removed from the injury? that he had the cost in the 2021 season and he's ready to kind of take his game to another level. Does the second year in the defense help him to master the defense a little bit more to where the mistakes, the being out of position, the hitting the wrong gaps, the silly 
face mask penalties. They only got like two of them last year. Just like, what, what are you doing? Can he now eliminate those things? Now he's in year two of the defense. And now that he's, you know, a year healthier, he maybe plays a little bit more speed that he didn't just stop being a talented athlete. And, and the guy that had us so excited last season didn't just disappear. He didn't come out this year and run a four nine. He's still a really athletic player. He's just a guy that has not been a very good football player so far. So he enters a, a last a season where it's now or never for Marist. He might be the epitome of the now or never conversation because you can't keep throwing him out there if he was what he was. You have too much talent behind it. But if the light goes on for Marist, he can be a really good football player. Now, listen, let's be honest about this. There's some Notre Dame fans that will not give him his due unless he has like a 14 tackle for loss, eight sack season. That's a reality of it. And he'll play 60 good snaps and have two mistakes, two missed assignments like everybody does. And that's just all some people are going to focus on if he doesn't have monster numbers. I get all that. I don't care about that. I'm talking practically speaking. If Maris can be consistent and be more decisive and be a little bit more productive from a block destruction standpoint, because he just got himself blocked too easily last year. He's got all the physical tools to to be to be productive. Brandon Plensner earlier talked about Asmar Bilal being one of those now or never players. Asmar Bilal wasn't any better than what Maris Lufau was last year prior to 2019. He wasn't. And Maris and, and the light went on for him. If the Maris can have that type of breakout season, he really can. He's capable of it. And and I hope he does because I've never heard a bad thing about Marist as a as a young man, as a worker. I've never heard anything negative about him. He just doesn't play very well. So if the light goes on, now all of a sudden you've got a six foot three, athletic, rangy, long player that can do a lot of different things in the football field. And now you can use your younger players like Nolan Ziegler and and uh and Jalen Sneed and Drake Bowen and guys like that, Jay Nalsbury as more rotation guys, and then they're building to take over in 2024. That's what Maris can be. And there's a big range between what he what he could be and what he is. How far along he goes down that path is going to determine if he's a starter, if he's a rotation guy, or what he is. And this staff has to, to me, this staff absolutely has to be in a situation where they're willing – to put veterans on the bench if they're not playing well enough. There's too much talent to not do that. There's another guy on the team, the, the it's safety, that I'm going to talk about. I have some people in the chat talk about Xavier Watts. I'm not going with Xavier Watts here. To me, Xavier Watts is a year and a half into being a safety. He's not in an hour and never moment. He's going to play a lot this year, but Xavier still has a lot of eligibility left. So this season, next season. So next season will be more of when I get into that conversation for, 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 um, for Xavier Watts. For me, it's Ramon Henderson. Ramon is an interesting player. He's a guy that came to Notre Dame. I didn't have him ranked really high in the class, but I had him with a high upside grade. He's a guy that I looked at and said, boy, this guy's got a lot of length, some athleticism. He's strong for his size in high school. But is he a football player or not? And he was a little bit more effective in high school as a receiver, really, than a DB. Comes to Notre Dame, plays corner, and he's just not natural there. And moves to safety. And his first game as a safety, he has a huge impact. He has an interception against a, a great interception against Virginia that looked a lot like the play that Kyle Hamilton made early in the year against Florida State. Has a tackle for loss coming off the edge. And, and just was kind of up and down the rest of the year. This past season, same thing. Just up and down throughout the season. At times, Ramon was really good. And at times, he just was kind of like not sure of himself. I don't think Ramon had a lot of like bad plays. He just had a lot of... He's just kind of there. 
plays, which for some players is okay. For DJ Brown, it's like, dude, just be where you need to be every play. Don't just don't make mistakes. Just be in, be in the right position. Make the tackle. I don't need you to have five interceptions and twelve pass breakups. Just do your job. For a guy like Ramon, the reason he enters a now or never season, it's not that he's in a now or never like he's not going to play. Ramon's not like Maris. He's been better than that. But the question is, is he just going to be a rotation guy or does the light go on and Ramon becomes a difference maker? That's the question. And that's what Ramon, in my opinion, is capable of from an athleticism size and range standpoint. He's never shown that consistently as a football player. And so I don't know if it's there or not. But if the athleticism and can and, and the raw talent in that regard can turn in, can translate into production, Ramon's got a chance to be a really good player. There's another reason that I don't have Xavier Watts on this list. Fair or not, there's just a level of assumption that I have that Xavier's going to be a good football player this year. He showed it last year when he really got thrust into the rotation late in the year and became a guy that was just playing in a lot more consistent basis. He was really good. And and that started, I believe, it was around, around like the Clemson game. Uh, he, he started getting a lot more reps, Syracuse a little bit, but he was good against Clemson. He was really good against Navy. He was really good against Boston College. He was really good against USC. And I thought he was really good against uh, South Carolina as well. And so he had, but he had had one, like one blown assignment, but I think the kind of whole secondary messed up on that one. But when you look at Xavier, I just have an expectation, fair or not, that he's just going to be a pretty good football player. With Ramon, the question is, does Ramon become that like sidekick, like 2018 sidekick, like they had with, with Aloe Gilman and Jalen Elliott, where they were just, man, these two, these two guys are really good. I think of Harrison Smith and Jamora Slaughter in 2011. You know, I just I look at some of these tandems they've had. Jerome Sapp, Glenn Earl back in 2002. A lot of times in Notre Dame's had really great defenses. They've had a really impactful one-two punch at safety. And I expect Xavier to be that. The question now is, can Ramon be that? And if Ramon can have a breakout season for Notre Dame, then the safety position becomes a strength, in my opinion. And if that becomes a strength, this defense could be really dynamic and dangerous. So when you look at Ramon, the now or never is more about that. If if he can't put it together now, then I just don't think that ever happens. I just I think he's a situation where if the light doesn't go on now, then that's just who he is. He's an athletic guy that's just not a natural football player. You know, he's he's a senior now. And he's been a DB his whole career. And I know he moved from corner to, to to safety, but Xavier moved from receiver to rover to safety. So I think if the light doesn't go on, and he'll be a nice, solid rotation guy. But you're going to realize as a staff that, hey, we just don't have a difference maker there. Then you ask, okay, does, does he lose snaps to Antonio Carter, depending on how, how quickly he transitions? Does he lose snaps to DJ Brown? There's a lot of questions there about how, how much he'll play. He'll be in the rotation. But does it become a niche player or does it become an every down guy? And if Ramon can force his way into the field as an every down player, then he's going to be really, really good. Really, really good. Last guy for me. This is an interesting one. My last now or never player from Notre Dame is Cam Hart. Now, this is not a now or never from the standpoint of is Cam going to start? Like a lot of these guys, it's like, are they going to start or not? Cam was a good football player. And, and he'll be a good football player this year. But he's a fifth-year senior, and it's now or never for if he's going to become a dominant, consistent force. 
and, and I look at Notre Dame right now and I see Benjamin Morse and I expect him to be a good football player this year. And I think he's, I think he's going to be one of the better cornerbacks in the country. But for a lot of last season, Cam Hart was their best corner for a big chunk of the season. But with Cam, it's always been he just doesn't execute and play consistently from snap to snap and game to game. He's now a veteran. I mean, he's now third full year as a cornerback. I have a feeling, and, and again, I could be wrong, if he stays healthy, I have a feeling that Cam Hart's going to have a breakout season for Notre Dame. But he's just kind of that guy we're always talking about this with, right? Like, oh, this is the year that Cam Hart has the breakout. This is the year that Ramon Henderson has the breakout because this is the year that Maris Luafau has the breakout. You know, all those, we, we, we've had these conversations with them before. It, does the light go on for Cam from the standpoint of, okay, I was good last year. And at times I was really good. But this year, just being good or really good isn't good enough. I can be great. And I think Cam wants to be that guy. The question now is, can he can he have the the focus? Can he have the consistency from a technique standpoint to go out there and do that snap after snap after snap, to trust himself and trust his technique more, to not get grabby in some of the bigger games, to to trust his speed and his ability and, and be healthy enough to go out there and do it every game. I think it's a, an opportunity for – I've always felt Cam had the physical tools to be one of the best corners in college football now's is sort of his last chance to prove that. So he's in a different now or never situation because he's going to be a good football player for Notre Dame this year if he's healthy. There's not a range of, you know, Marist and Ramon and Andrew and some of these other guys, Deion Colsey, what's he going to be? We know Cam's at least going to be here as long as he's healthy. But can he take his game to that next level and be, be an all-American type of player? That's the now or never question for Cam Hart. So those are guys to me, when I look at a lot of veteran players, there's others we could discuss. Those are the guys for me that I really look at and say, hey, them stepping up this season are going to be impactful. And these guys are earning their last chance to really, in a lot of cases, their last chance to, to start to give us a reason why we need to keep rolling forward with you. And the more guys from this list that answer that bell, the better this Notre Dame football team is going to be in 2023. 